Welcome to week two, term two at Nonsuch University Library. Week one passed by peacefully. Admittedly, that is because students were not allowed into the library. In part, to give staff time to clear up after the Lord of Misrule and Abbot of Unreason. Oh, the carousing and the gin-soaked tea cakes. But I digress. The astronomers have decreed this week as an auspicious week for students to be let back into the library, and the masters of the stars must be respected, even if they have been caught holding the charts upside down. Let us start with the latest dispatch from our eminent head librarian, Miss Strangeways. Recent staff survey has highlighted the positives and unearthed the negatives. Communications was considered crucial, but results indicate that our communication score is below what is desirable. In light of this, we will double our wordage. In light of this, we will doubly double our wordage. Two copies of announcements will be pinned to your doors. Electronic mail will be sent twice. You will be communicated to. We are also excited to be bringing you a series of flash seminars this term for staff development, enabling you to growth hack your personal brand and lop off the deadwood. High quality, premium, unique, we will glue you to your seats. A selection of teas and wheatgrass smoothies will be available for you to imbibe as you peruse the latest selection of hurlbuts, broad axes and hatchets. Thank you, Miss Strangeways, and we look forward to the seminars. I, personally, am never without my trusty Francesca, perfect for dealing with unruly students at a throne distance. Wi-Fi has returned to the labyrinth since Eddie has returned from the wilderness and his seasonal stint in his other job. He seems to be roaming the mountain pursuit section of the labyrinth, somewhere high up, possibly hovering over the shelves. Therefore, it is recommended students with laptops climb the shelves. For convenience, user services have temporarily removed the books and installed mattresses upon which students may lie in comfort. Be warned, however, for these mattresses are not all they seem. Their springs might suddenly straighten, potentially piercing you in the arm, leg or torso. They may suddenly fold up from the centre and consume you sending you spiralling down into a comfortable hell. A few are related in some way to flying carpets and may fly you away, stopping just out of Wi-Fi range, while others don't like to be lied upon and may tip you off back down to the floor. Oh, and they all have fleas, too, which bite and are really just irritating. All in all, 
With what's been said and done at the end of the day, we would not recommend them for use. Perhaps learn to levitate yourselves or work at the top of a ladder. Don't blame me, blame those who tried to capture poor Eddie last term. Oh, another piece of good news. The kitty accumulator has generated enough funds to enable us to buy a new cat. Thank you to everyone who contributed to the kitty kitty. And a big welcome to our new cat, Dewey 2.0. Dewey 2.0 is currently housed in the Labyrinth staff room while she gets used to the Labyrinth. She will be let out soon and probably doesn't have rabies. Amongst other items currently languishing on our lost property shelf, we shall soon have to appropriate a cupboard for it all, I'm sure. We have recently added a fine collection of cables and connectors whose use quite escapes me. I have asked our cleaners whether they are the owners of these strange contraptions, but they assure me all their duties are completed using strictly magical means. I am therefore at a loss to account for such a strange deposit into our collection. Apart from the aforementioned items, we also have... Uh, Lara? Ugh, why are you still in this so-called parallel dimension? I demand you come back immediately with our dear Dave's grimoire. What? You've grown fond of the onion layers? Rubbish! And the French-Canadian beavers have asked you to stay? Well, what use could a library assistant as incompetent as Lara have to a colony of beavers? And now it's time for some user feedback. June? June! Put that gremlin back and come over here. Sorry, Miss Bibbleswait. Well, I hope this year there will be no more erroneous feedback from that persona non grata. Which persona? What? Well, Miss Bibbleswait, the list you have given me has grown rather long. Well, really, who can I mean but the bane of all the librarians' lives, that Jacques, Jacques Guimauve. Ugh, just saying his name puts me into a foul mood. But, if I may so dare to ask, what is the history with Jacques, I mean, this particular student? He is a troublemaker, that's what. Jacques Guimauve, philosophy grad student, wearer of fancy hats, smoker of those awful-smelling French cigarettes, disrespecter of rules and regulations, and persistent fine quibbler. Fine quibbler? I've lost count of the times he brought his books back late. And oh, the colourful and absurdest reasons he gives for why fines do not apply to him, arguing the this and the that. I'll give you sissy nipper and fine. He always has a reason. He's a veritable equivocator. But I tell you, I couldn't give a fuck 
Oh dear. Well, things came to a head, and I went to the heads. When his panoptical idea was quashed, he dared to call the heads brainless fools. Frankly, he overstepped the mark on that one. The heads take pride in the one major organ they have left, and I took that opportunity to get him banned from the library. Clearly, ideas are dangerous in the hands and head of that man. Gosh. However, I am sure he is still extending his influence into the labyrinth. I see his hand in last year's severe bout of the French flu. Hmm. Keep your eye out for anything irregular, June. You mean the tables? What? Some of our tables are rather irregular. Oh, and the gremlins were complaining about how wobbly it was on the third and a half floor. Oh, well, that's just the normal irregularities. Surely you're able to see the difference. Um, really? When will I get some reliable help around here? Now we've taken up so much time, we need to move straight to the library stats. Oracle, please do the honors. Self-initiating program. Stats. Tries of books shelved. Two nine. Gin bottles found. Three three. Flowers in existence. Four point five. Jelly bean count. Redacted. Days performing well. MF days are now my friends. Souls location unverified. Students returned. Four, three, one, five. S O N Y T. Cables, lost properties, drowning in cables. Will someone please get rid of this infernal pink umbrella that somehow managed to find its way onto my desk this morning? It's been here for, well, for an entire term. Golly gosh. Could that be the mists of the jungle descending upon us? Oh, and here is our research librarian, Diane. Thank the heads, I'm off on my biscuit break. Today, I shall tell you, briefly, about one of our most prized possessions, the skin of the library cow. 
Normally, the nine creatures, library cows, roam labyrinth, helping patrons on their way. Sometimes giving more specified subject advice in areas where they have grazed more often. For library cows, eat. And produce the books from the shelves, occasionally improving them on the way through, as well as absorbing the knowledge as both nourishment and brain food. This does, of course, cause problems when patrons require a book currently within a cow. The modern use of radiology frequency identification, or RFID as it's known, helps with this. But back to the segment. The library cow, whose hide forms a canopy over the magic zoology section, was a cow that had turned rogue. After consuming a copy of the prince, one cow, known ever after as Mad Macy, but really called Dorothy, turned somewhat Machiavellian and began to organise her fellow library cows in a slow-burning but complete takeover of the labyrinth, from moat to moat, by turning staff against one another and sneakily replacing them all with library cows. As rumours and chastisements flew around the labyrinth, one labyrinth assistant with a background in magic zoology realised what was going on and, disguised as a library cow, infiltrated Dorothy slash Maisie's ranks to discover the truth. Upon reporting back to the head librarian, an assassin was chosen using the traditional methods of lots and dispatched to kill and skin the rogue cow, which they duly did, and forevermore, as a warning to all, the skin hangs above magic zoology 599.999. Thank you, Diane. Such a moving account of our vibrant history. Hello again. I'm back with the user feedback that we didn't manage to get around to earlier. Let's see what we have in the post. Ooh, quite a few congratulations on us for getting our new kitty. I am super excited too. Dewey 2.0 is a soft ball of black and white fur with the cutest glow-in-the-dark demon eyes I've ever seen. We've also have enough money in the kitty kitty to get a year's supply of mycicles, which will be a real treat for Dewey 2.0. Oh, I suppose we can spare a few for the book trolley gremlins too. We've got a bit of user feedback from Miss Fan. Miss Fan asks, how can the library possibly be pro-unicorns? Well, Miss Fan, I can only say that it is our policy as dictated by Miss Strangeways, our head librarian. But I personally think they are magnificent and wonderful, chest-piercing, horned beasts. So sharp, so clean, and have muchly increased the popularity of the university jousting tournaments when they deign to take part. A final comment from the box today, signed Anonymous Professors. Bring back the portal to infinite doom. It was the best portal we ever had. Why do we need a fancy new catalogue with all bells and whistles? The portal worked very well, thank you very much. 
I say, considering how much everyone always complained about how infinite and doomy the old catalogue was, we thought everyone would be more happy with the new system. The bells and whistles are there to help alert you of any pending fines you may have. As you should all know, accumulated fines over long durations can lead to serious consequences and a visit from them. Lost Property Announcement And whilst I would like to thank the person who neatly rolled all these tiresome cables into a ball, I'd much rather they had been just taken away and, you know... Lara, just on time. I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, you mean the beavers have been telling you about the prophecy passed down by our illustrious library founder, Eliza Strange? That they've asked you to stay with them? To fulfil your... destiny? (sighs) At last. I've been waiting all day for the crystalline crackling of Jack Frost to signal the end of the day. Finally, I can put my feet up and... Oh, fiddlesticks. Here's Mr. Gray to remind me about his poem for the day. Oh, go on, go on. I'm off to find my slippers and some hot chocolate. Jacques, Jacques, Jacques de Mauve. It's Jack. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'll start again. Jacques, Jacques. Jacques de Mauve, a miscreant, if truth be told, a wizard of impressive powers, who ponders evil deeds for hours. Make sure you listen for his name, not to heed it is a shame, for he's a florid troublemaker, hex-performer and earth-shaker. He doesn't mind what others loathe. The incorrigible Jacques Gimel.